When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to a 49 rush. Niners all day. That's brain sits home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? This is Chapman. I'm back at the mothership. Uh, Got back in Monday. Got a little bit of a rest from the amazing Chicago trip. Um, And we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today with the trade deadline. um, You know, coming and going. 40 hours making a trade. We got some roster moves, practice squad, all kinds of different things going on let alone in division trades. It seems like, you know, the 49ers finally come away with a decisive win and the Rams say, no, <laughs> we're going to steal that back. We're going to try to get some of this momentum back and figure out how that's going to belong to them, shifting everything to them. And we're going to talk about that, the repercussions of that. Um, and yeah, Mr. Superfly, have you recovered from that crazy weekend of partying? I think today I did. Um, I got a little bit of a workout in earlier. I struggled through the workout, uh, but I'm feeling really, really, really good. Um, and man, let me just say this. What an incredible weekend. You know, we're doing everything we can to create a healthy community, to travel to all these games and stuff with the 49ers Rush Road Trip. And oh my gosh, did you guys deliver? Um, absolutely insane. You know, we... We did the trip in Philly, and it was incredible. It was awesome. Loved every single second of it and the relationships you got to build and all those things. It was great. The Chicago trip, good Lord. It was like uh, it got it got amped up, <laughs> to say the least. You know, we were at a spot that uh, held about 110 people. We had 50-plus people outside waiting to get in. Now, if you bought your tickets with us, you got in guaranteed, whatever. But for the people that just wanted to show up and see what it was about, you know, I wish we had a bigger space. We'll figure that out. Now, our L.A. trip, we've got a lot bigger space, which is going to be awesome. And, you know, I do want to say shout out to all the different podcasters and media people that showed up. Matt Mayoko came out, Jason Aponte, Vish, uh, KP, Niners Nation, uh, Javi. I mean, just like all the DZ, he came out as well. So just like you name it, they were there. I think we gave away like nine jerseys. Um 
It was incredible. And the tailgate was great. The game was great. We had enough beer at our tailgate that we went back after the game and just were passing out beers to all 49ers fans. Just celebrate, having free drinks. It was incredible. Um, so just want to say thank you. The relationships that were made, man, that's what it's about, the community. Uh, it was a huge success. Uh, maybe not for my liver, uh, but for everything else. Why not, right? Uh, <laughs> so I do want to say thank you um, to everybody that came out and supported that. Now let's talk some football. This is what we're here for, baby. First off, the 49ers trade. I think this is probably the biggest news of the day. Um, the 49ers trade for defensive end Charles O'Menohue. Um, and I love this, okay? Spoiler alert. A uh, longtime coach in the Dallas Fort football area, Dallas Fort Worth area for football and Texas high school football. He played roulette. I remember watching tape of this kid whenever he was still in high school as a junior, um, just because of some cross games we were playing. And man, just remember being in meetings, just circling this kid and saying, Hey, uh, this dude's a baller. Then he goes to Texas, which hook him, baby. So I got to watch him all through his college, everything. And now he's on the 49ers. And th this is. Here's the things to take away, okay? We're, we're going to talk a lot about the player. But before we do, try to understand the philosophy of what it is the 49ers are doing. Whether it's John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, both. Don't care. Don't, it doesn't matter. That, that's irrelevant right now. Here's what's key. The 49ers are bargain basement shoppers for young talent. Doesn't mean they always hit home runs. You know, we'll talk about Von Miller, what that looks like. We'll talk about Melvin Ingram, what that looks like. No, no, no. Bargain hunters. <laughs> That's what this is. They are, they lowball everybody, and it usually doesn't go through. And whenever people are like, oh, the 49ers never trade. Like, really? Who's the highest rated player in the NFL currently? Entire highest rated player in the NFL by Pro Football Focus this year. It's Trent Williams. We got him for a third and a fifth. Third and a fifth. So it's not that the 49ers ever trade. That's 100% wrong. We Our front office trade has more draft day trades since John Lynch and Kyle Shannon stepped in than any other front office. We have the most draft day trades. We trade D Ford. You go get Emmanuel Sanders. You trade away Quan Alexander. Um, today you get Charles Minnie. It's not like we don't trade, but we're not the Rams, right? The, the Rams are on meth. Uh, like, that's just who they are. And maybe that's going to work out for them. But whenever you look at the different front office philosophies, okay, you go back to right before this draft, right after the Super Bowl, the question was asked to John Lynch. And I don't care if you like John Lynch or hate John Lynch or whatever. I don't care. Listen to him, okay? The question was asked right before the draft. Are, do you feel like it's a win-now situation, or are you trying to build for the future, sustain success? And John Lynch said, I want to do both. We traded so much capital to go get Trey Lance. He's the future, okay? He is the future, the way we drafted this past year. You're drafting for the future. We literally are red-shirting half of our draft class, and the only two people that are starting, right— Elijah Mitchell and Huff, um, Talanoa Hufunga, it's because there are injuries. Like <laughs> Kyle Shanahan is allergic to rookies. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to use them. It's just not who he is. Bill Walsh was the same way. But whenever the situation comes for it, you got to put him in there, right? When did Trey Lance get a start? Was it because Trey was ready or is it because Jimmy got hurt? It's because Jimmy got hurt. I'm not saying I advocate for this. I'm not saying I agree with that thinking. No, no, no. Uh, opposite. 
I'm saying that's the way they're thinking. That's what they're doing. They believe in this roster that they put together in free agency. Do you remember free agency? Nobody was complaining today because we signed everybody and their mom. So whenever you look at all those things, okay, understand what they're doing. We didn't trade away any premium capital. And whenever the trade went down, I, I it's, it's funny. I put on there, I bet my guess is a 2023-6 router. You go look, it's it's on my Twitter feed. Um, I, I retweeted it to toot my own horn because I'm selfish. Uh, <laughs> and luckily I got it right. But, you know, we nailed it. But that's the thing. You got this kid. He is young. Young, 24. Now, you start looking at He's 24 years old. He's got two years left on his rookie deal. He's dirt cheap. Listen to these numbers that you got. $472,000 against the cap this year. $965,000 965, against the cap in 2022. So you get him for a year and a half. Dirt bottom prices. Now... Who is this guy? Okay. And yeah, thank you, David. I see you putting that in there. Um, 65280. This will allow Eric Armstead to play inside more often, which is huge. You need that. D4, he's got a concussion. You know, he's not getting a lot of snaps. The, and, and, you know, to be honest with you, Charles Minihue, he's an inside-outside guy as well. Versatility with pass rush upside. Stop me if you've heard that before. Now... He ran a 4.92 despite being 280. Like, he's a big dude, okay? 36-inch arms. That's insane. That's top 90th percentile, very, very long-armed player. Um, you know, in college, he had 16 sacks, 78 pressures. And, you know, you look at kind of what he did. He was a fifth-round pick in back in 2019. And, it, like, let me, let me say this. He wins a lot like Kerry Hyder. He's an all-out effort guy. He is violent in effort and leverage. That's kind of who he is. But he's a lot taller and a lot bigger than Kerry Hyder. But very, very similar play styles. Now, you look at kind of what he's done, this high motor. Okay, in 2019, his rookie year, he had three sacks, five quarterback hits. Okay, but zero starts. He was a situational interior and exterior pass rush specialist. That's what he is. He hasn't played good against the run. In college, he was very good against the run, but he played on one of the worst <laughs> defenses of all time. Uh, it was a really bad Texas defense. Um, oh, man, Matt, thank you for the gift, man. He says, uh, LMAO. Um, as the Rams, I didn't want to say it. I'm trying to behave myself today. I used up all my four letter words in Chicago. Uh, the Rams mortgage the entire future. If one of them get hurt, the entire team is done. Yeah. The Rams, if they win a Super Bowl, it's worth it. Right. And that's what they're, they're doing. If the Rams win a Super Bowl, it's worth it. And their philosophy is not our philosophy. They don't give a crap about youth. They don't give a crap about depth. They just want as many all-star players as possible and then just a bunch of Jags, just the guys. And so everybody's like, oh, the Rams, there's no salary cap. Well, uh, they're not taking on any of this salary cap. But again, you look at what they had last year. They lost five defensive starters from last year into this year through free agency. Salary cap's real. You can manage it and manipulate it. But eventually, if you're egregious, it catches up with you. We haven't seen that of them yet. But, hey, they win a Super Bowl, then it's worth it. This is a one-year rental of Von Miller. One year. He's a free agent next year. And I know somebody that thinks they're really, really smart out there. That's probably one of you. 
oh, well, they're going to get a comp pick whenever he signs somewhere else. Nope. Wrong again. Why? Because he has 10 years of service. Um, he's got 10 years accrued season, and he's a non-quarterback. So it doesn't even count for the comp pick thing. This is we're trying to win a Super Bowl. Now, if they want to sign him long-term, that's going to count against the cap. We'll see where that looks in the future. I don't want to dive in that too much, but it's different. It's different. Adam, oh, man, Adam Garcia, uh, always the voice of reason, not only on the show, but, man, he keeps me in check as well. Just great dude. He says, Omenahue had more quarterback hits than J.J. Watt in 2020. That is true. Um, 200 fewer snaps than J.J. Watt. His pressure rate this season is 13.8, which is higher than Nick Bosa. And so, again, let, let's let's go through these. Man, Adams, I swear this dude, he, he's reading my notes. In 2020, he had four sacks, 16 quarterback hits, five tackles for losses, two pass defense. This is a long dude. Okay, so he gets his hands up, gets a lot of tip balls, which is exciting as well. But he was unreal. He's 23 years old. And again, Texas team wasn't really, really good, whatever else. But he was one of the bright spots. And a lot of people had him like, oh, this is one of the bright, you know, pass rushers in this league. Well, this year, he came out and started the first two games. And then, basically, the Texans have been in a fire cell. And his name has been mentioned for a long time. Um, you know, Ian Rappaport, Schefter, all of them have put out, oh, this is a young guy that, you know, the Texans could trade. I don't know how the 49ers won this auction, but we did. And again, situational guy, but he's, he's not going to start for us. That's not his job. He's going to come in and give us versatility because he can play inside, he can play outside. It's going to help Eric Armstead more than anybody. And it gives us just, again, more of those pass rushers. Um, and so we like it. You look at his numbers this year, three quarterback hits, one tackle for loss. Like, that's not that great. But whenever you pull up and, again, kind of look at what he has done. I had this up and I took it down. I don't know what's wrong with me. You look at his numbers just this year, he's got 16 pressures. 16 pressures this year. Four quarterback hits, 12 hurries this year. I, I mean, he's been all over the place. Four solo run stops. Now, what's he grade out the highest? He's got an 80.3 in pass rush grade. Like, really, really high. His his total snap count's pretty low. He's at 219 snaps on the season. Um, so it's not like he's, you know, out there playing and play out. But it just gives you more depth. And the length that he brings. Again, you look at kind of what his lowest grade is, it's run defense. That's not who he is. He's got two missed tackles, but he's a guy that can get blown off the ball a little bit uh, because he is so big and he does play with such length. That's not his strength. In college, he was able to kind of, you know, how do I say this? Um, Out-athlete players in the Big 12 and have a lot of success with his motor and length and body type. Can't do that. The technique needs to improve as an anchor point um, in the NFL. We haven't seen that. You know, you look at just his snaps and kind of where he has been. He's got nine snaps in the A and B gap. That's not where he is. He's not a, really a three technique. He's a five technique or the seven guy. That's kind of where he is. Um, 178 of them are out on the tackle or outside. That's where they used him. So the dude can play. There's no doubt about it. There's no question about it. He's going to get snaps right off the bat. 
But and again, uh, the way you pronounce his name is Omenahue. <laughs> See my man Doug asking that uh, in the chat. It's Omenahue, Charles Omenahue, and he's a great kid. He's going to be real easy to root for his motor and things like that. You're going to like him. He's always around the quarterback, and he's cheap as hell and young. He's 24. He's 24. Um, Yatsik, uh, he says, what's going on with Kinlaw and his long-term health? Should we be worried? Uh, the doctor came out after Kinlaw's surgery and said that he found the issue um, that's been giving him prob problems and took care of it. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. You know, what that looks like, your guess is as good as mine. You know, the, the pre-draft write-up was knee arthritis and all those issues. Now, this was, does this fall into that? Uh, we'll see. Uh, that, that's not who I am. <laughs> uh, Kurt Warner, thank you. Uh, the great Kurt Warner for the gift. I appreciate it. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. Uh, and really do appreciate your gift. And thanks for, uh, yeah, yeah, just thanks, man. I think he's a pretty good uh, reporter, actually. I don't mind him too much. He gets a little bit on his own kind of uh, Kool-Aid sometimes, and I think that's a problem. Now, speaking of things that are good to be on, Real quick word from our sponsor, EveryPlate. This is incredible. Brand new deal. This is a new one. Uh, we've been with EveryPlate for over a year now, and the deals just keep getting better and better. So if you're wanting to eat healthy, man, check this out. Experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. Here's the deal. I was beyond skeptical, okay? I'm not a big cook. I don't really have a lot of time for that. You guys know I got way too much stuff going on. But with EveryPoint... It is all the hard stuff's taken out of it. And so here's what's amazing. You prepare all of your meals in less than 30 minutes or less. And again, I wouldn't touch it if that was the case. But it's healthy, it's delicious, and it's quick. You ever sit around like, all right, what am I going to make next? They take all of that out. And so if you head over to everyplate.com, use the promo code 49ers179, no specials. Now, what does that 179 mean uh, with no spaces? Again, 49ers179, every meal is $1.79. So again, go over to everyplate.com and enter the code 49ers179. $1.79 per meal. It's incredible. And here's the one of the things why I've, I've worked with these guys for so long is I endorse their product. I use their product with my family. My son likes their product. My wife likes it. If you can make all of us happy, you're doing something great. So give yourself and your wallet a break. Enjoy delicious, affordable meals delivered to your door. You know, you have to go shopping and ready to go in just six simple steps. So, Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code 49ers179. All right, a couple questions from Patreon members that I want to get to. And again, you know, I just finished um, an hour and a half breakdown of the offensive game. I'm going to get some clips cut up from that from the main man himself. Um, Juan Salas, but uh, that's up available right now. So if, if the best way to get the 49ers game coverage and understand the ins and outs and all that stuff, I go over some route concepts on today's show um, on the Patreon breakdown. Head over there, 40, uh, just go to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. Uh, you know, once you subscribe, you get access to everything, literally hundreds and hundreds of hours of film breakdowns. But Trent had this question, um, and I thought this was really, really good. How much blame do you put on Lynch for going into our season with the cornerback position the way it is? Considerable, okay? Um, 
You know, he goes on to say, having to use Norman and Kirkpatrick off the couch has killed our stellar defense so far. Seems crazy to me that they neglected this position for so long. Well, they did draft two guys, right? Um, now, they waited. It was a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick, but you drafted two corners this year. Now, we all knew corner was going to be a position. Jason Verrett was incredible last year, maybe one of the top three corners in the NFL. He goes down you know, week one, okay? Manuel Mosley, he had some issues. He wasn't ready to go, whatever else. And so, after that, it got real bad. You know, we, we just had injury after injury, but you're right. Um, we knew cornerback was going to be a position of issue. Now, again, let's go back to the philosophy, the team building concepts of this team. It, it's front back. That's what it is. It's you build up front. What do we trade for today? Defensive end. And people are like, man, why do we trade for a corner? One, corners are expensive. Two, corners don't trade that often. Uh, the Eagles got a corner, but again, uh, you know, I, I don't know much about the guy that the Eagles got. Not a lot of corners move. There were some big names available early on this year. The Patriots, Stephon Gilmore, all that kind of stuff. But again, you know, I don't think he wanted to come out here because he got a hometown deal, went home, all that kind of stuff, whatever else. But it is problematic. And, you know, you don't have to go too far into the draft to get it. Let, let's say John Chapman managed the draft for the 49ers this year. In that second round, when Asante Samuel was on the board, I would have taken Creed Humphrey still. Now, the, the scores came out today. Creed Humphrey is the highest center guard in the NFL. He's the best there is already. Year one, who would have saw that coming? I don't know. Probably this rosy red cheek guy that's talking to you currently. But um, at some point, like I thought there were a lot of corners you could get later on. But, man, you look at Demo. Diamador Lenore, he's playing just fine. The fact that he's healthy scratches, again, this is all on. Uh, it, 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 it's, we don't trust rookies, man. We just don't. And I, I hate that mindset because I, I would much rather have Diamador Lenore out there building and getting better than Josh Norman. I really, really would, but it's where we are. And Josh Norman's played pretty good. Really, really awful or really, really good? And one thing that I do have to say, and again, we got to talk about this. You know, let's bridge this over into the Bears game. No pass interference penalties this week. What? Very satisfying. Uh, I think we had one defense holding, I think. Um, but that was huge. You know, you guys have very well documented how much we've struggled with that this year. Um, big time. Um, and... <laughs> And we're, it's, it's been rough, and we emphasize it a lot this week. And, you know, going into this game, knew it would be a challenge because those guys, they, they throw more deep shots than anyone in the NFL. So we were aware of it all week, and um, it was nice for those guys to step it up and um, play penalty-free. And, you know, I, that's huge. And so our pass defense has done really, really well, except for pass interference penalties, especially on third down, and especially them just being so long. Um, we have the highest defensive penalty yardage per game, right? All of our numbers are always going to be different because we've had our bye week before everybody else, but but it's huge. And so to correct that, I think we had one defensive holding call um, on Norman, but man, if that's all you get from Norman, that's okay. And of course he got the interception to kind of ice the game once it was already out of control anyway. But I thought that was important. And so whenever you look at the defense though, this was one of the worst, this was the worst defensive game probably all year. Um, for the 49ers. You know, you look at just kind of the metrics themselves, maybe not, 
right? Like if you're just looking at yardage totals or whatever else, then I, I don't think that you would say that. They only gave up 324 yards. But, man, they got destroyed on third downs. Uh, eight for eight for fifteen on third downs by the Bears' offense. One for one on fourth downs. That's when you know Fields ran all over the place. Fields had his best game of the year. The Chicago Bears had their best offensive game of the year. Uh, they ran at will. Like it was bad. It was bad. And you know, listen to Fred Warner talk about this and how the offense had to carry him this time, which has been the other way around. This is the story of the 49ers. One side does well, special team sucks, costs us a game. Um, defense does well, offense sucks, costs us the game. Offense does well, and the defense did just enough to get the W this time. Oh man, that was huge. I mean, Debo had heck of a game, overcame some adversity early on, and I mean, like I said, had heck of a game, helped us win that ball game. Uh, you know, Jimmy played great whole offense. Uh, you know, I was, I was uh, super proud of the way everyone fought, um, you know, especially that side. And so, like, you know, it's give and take. But when is it going to happen that the team hits on all cylinders together? That's what we're missing. Because we haven't seen this team play the way that they could play. And, and that tells you what kind of team this is. It's a 500 football team. That's who we are, right? Well, we're a little below that, three and four. But, like, we're hovering around that kind of... We beat bad teams. We lose to good teams. Um, you know, we beat teams... That, that don't have elite quarterbacks, we lose team that do have elite quarterbacks, and that's an issue. But Gregory, uh, again, on Patreon, I love this. You know, he pointed out our offense. Jimmy Garoppolo, fourth most passing yards this week. Jimmy Garoppolo throwing for 300 yards. We didn't have a lot of passing attempts. We had a lot of explosive plays. Now, some of those, right, you get an 80-yard screen pass, but that's whatever. Um, you know, Cooper... Uh, Rush beat him by three yards to be number three. Debo was number one in receiving yards. Elijah Mitchell, number one in rushing yards. Like, the explosiveness is there. The big plays on offense are there. We haven't had that. That's been missing. Listen to Kyle talk about that. Um, I mean, I thought from what it looks like, Elijah made some really good runs at the end of them. I think we gave him some clean lanes. That, that run defense, it's, it's tough to get through those five on the line of scrimmage. And uh, they didn't go six on the line as much as they have on tape. Um, but our guys blocked well. He got through there. And I thought he lot he got a lot more plays or made a lot more plays than what it was just blocked for. So, And just the receivers blocking on the outside, everything. That allows you to get the big ones. And it would have been a much tougher day if we didn't get those big ones. And that's the way this offense is designed to build and to flow. You get those chunks, the small chunks, and then you get the big explosive one. You get the chunks and the big explosive one. That's that's the way the floodgates open, okay? And we haven't had the big explosives. It's been small chunks, oh, third and one, we're out. And so we're missing that kind of big explosive play. Well, they, cur they turned on, especially in the second half. Now, from NinerFan87, I like this. Because I, I I have this in my notes, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I love it whenever we're simpatico, man. And we can kind of jump off of each other. So thank you, guys. And a lot of that's, too. We got the best freaking, I don't know what we call each other. The Rush Community Countdown Crew. Oh, which, by the way, man. Oh, my gosh. It's a new month, baby. I got to do a giveaway. I don't. Uh, I gave away <laughs> all these jerseys. I got more to give away. I'm going to pick a jersey. I'll announce this on Twitter later tonight. I don't want to do it haphazardly, and I can't reach the jerseys that are in my office over there. So I'll re-announce this. But 
Hashtag CCs. Um, sometime this week, um, I'll figure that out. We're going to be giving away another jersey. So get your hashtag CCs in. Uh, countdown crew. Basically, what you do is hashtag CC the first 90 seconds. Uh, anytime we go live, turn that notification bell on. Enters you into free jersey. So I'll announce that later on Twitter and get that going. But pay attention. We'll be doing that this week some point. Just giving away jerseys. That's what we do, baby. Uh, back to Fed. He says, did you see Kyle get fired up after the game? Um, it's pretty cool to actually see him get after the team and be in that pump. Yeah, his speech was awesome. Um, do whatever it takes. Just whatever it takes was his motto. Lots of F-bombs, all those things, which was great. This team was hyped up. And, you know, I'll say this. You know, I'm going to let Kyle talk first. And then, then I think, actually, no, I'm going to skip that. I want to go straight to Jimmy Garoppolo because, you know, Kyle Shanahan gave out two game balls. He gave one game ball to Mitch Wisnowski, whose wife had, was pregnant and gave birth right before the game. And then he flew out the night before for the game. We never punted, which was incredible. But then he gave a game ball to Jimmy. And, you know, we don't have videos from all the game ball, you know, ceremonies or whatever. And you can say whatever you want about Jimmy Garoppolo. That team, that locker room, went bananas when they gave that, gym, that, that game ball to Jimmy Garoppolo. Listen to Handsome Man himself talk about how important it was to get this win. Uh, I think our team just needed a win. I mean, losing four in a row like that, you got to come do something about it. And uh, I think our guys did. You know, we came ready today. There was a good mindset on the sideline. Guys were talking. You could uh, you could feel each other. And when, when we're playing like that, that's when we get dangerous. Oh, that's when we get dangerous. Look at them jumping in there. I like that. I ain't even mad about that. Um, but I think, I don't know, man. I think it's important. We could talk about the Jimmy G. Like, the first half wasn't great for Jimmy G. You know, we, we went into the half with nine points. And Jimmy wasn't elite. You know, I finished the entire offensive breakdown. First half wasn't great. Second half was incredible. Jimmy G was on fire. Uh, probably the best half. I said this in the breakdown. This is the best half of football Jimmy Garoppolo has all the way back to the Saints game. Yeah, that, that's how long it was till Jimmy looked like this. I mean, especially on third downs. And I know a lot of us are going to remember that third down in 19, you know, whatever to Debo where he took it to the house. But that very first drive, we're going to go three and out, and it's like third and ten. The post throw to Muhammad Sanu, I think, was the best throw of the game. I mean, it was good. It was really good. The deep post to Debo. Like, he had, you know, probably four or five throws where you're just like, whoo, that was good. And so, I mean, if you can get that, that's huge. But, been mentioned a lot. Been mentioned a lot. That, and again, I was at the game. Kyle Shedahead was lighting into Jimmy coming out to start the second half. Trey Lance was warming up. I mean, that's pretty typical, but I'm just telling you. I think things were getting kind of close in that second half, and Jimmy turned it on. And again, that's all speculation on my part, whatever else. Uh, I, and, you know, thankfully, Jimmy came out dealing and got it going. Which I love. I want this team to win above all else. Everybody knows how much I'd love Trey Lance. Everybody knows that. But that doesn't mean I have to hate Jimmy or whatever. Should Do I think Trey Lance should start? I think Trey Lance should be getting snaps. I believe that. If, if I was making the choice right now, I'd keep Jimmy as my QB, especially going against Arizona without Kyler Murray. And I'd get Trey Lance 12 snaps a game. 
That's what I would be doing right now until that transition takes place. Man, Kurt Warner again. Thank you for the very generous donation, man. Um, he said, been listening to your podcast for a while. First time watching live. Welcome, man. The live community, the, the chat takes on a room of its own. A lot of times I'll go back after the show and read because, you know, I've got my script. I've got my interface up here for all the videos, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of relaying all these things, which is hard. I can't jump into everything, but man, you get these glimpses. It takes on a life of its own. It's incredible. I love the guys that are here. Um, he asked, what's the best way to support you? Patreon Patreon's the place. Uh, that's number one. And again, you know, I, I made a couple announcements this week at uh, probably too many libations. This is going to be my last year teaching. Um, you know, I, I love teaching. I've done 15 years teaching, and it's a dream come true. I, I freaking, I still love teaching. However, I want to see where this is going to go. And I'm also no longer going to be coaching. Uh, this is a decision that I made as well. I'm going to put all my time into this because I want to see where this can go. I love the community, and that will allow me um to spend a lot more time volunteering with what i want working three jobs was never the plan it never was and i don't i feel like i did a disservice to all of them and so i want to kind of dive in and see what i can create with this um at that i enjoy it and it seems like the reception has gone well and man talking about the 49ers rush road trip listen to this guys we're doing every damn game next year um we're going to start with all of the road games and throw in a couple home games as well but the community was there. The fact that we had over 300 people show up to our hangout and our tailgate combined is unreal. Uh, there, there's a service out there that needs to be created. And if I could focus my time financially, if we could be rewarded, I'm not getting paid by sight, man. This is all me. It's all me. And so whenever I do sponsors, whenever I get the gifts, the Patreon, that's going to fund <laughs> my life. So we're going to cut back a lot of stuff here. So, Kurt, thank you. Um, I really do appreciate your generous gift and best way, Patreon. Uh, that's, that's where you can kind of bring everything out, um, and help us out into the pod and try to get this thing going. But yeah, that's what we got, man. So if you guys like John Chapman, the 40 hours rush uh, community, that's the place to go. That's the place to participate. And again, all the gifts that we receive and stuff, that's just more giveaways. Uh, that's what it's about. It's so building the community and things like that. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. Now, Let's go to this because I think this is important. The offense started humming, right? And everybody the last couple of weeks was like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, oh, there's no rhythm. Kyle Shanahan, the play calling, all those things. Listen to Kyle Shanahan talk about this rhythm, which is a real thing, by the way. And it starts up front, and we'll get there in a second. Listen to him discuss this. Um, you know, I felt our offense, I mean, I, I feel like when you guys ask that question, it's more about me. But it's, uh, I felt the whole offense was in a rhythm, um, which makes me in a rhythm when I'm calling plays. But it was, you know, just the guys made a ton of plays out there. And then we were able to make some key ones on third down. That was a little frustrating at the beginning because um, we felt like we were moving and um, we kept getting between that 30 and 40 and couldn't keep it going. And finally, we did that more in the second half, which was great. And, um, you know, we were just messing with Mitch because he had a baby yesterday and we flew him out here to punt. <laughs> At least he held though. And, and like, okay, one, you got the game flow. Listen to Kyle Shanahan cracking jokes. Just win. When you when you win, it fixes everything. Everything. 
Now you look at third downs, and this was kind of the difference. We went, what, one for 11 on third downs, one for 16 on third downs, our last two losses. We went four for 10 today. Not great, not elite. But you went one for one on fourth down. So even that small increase, right, five out of 11 total, pretty close to 50%, it allowed the offense to go. And again, no punts. We didn't have any three and outs. You, you gave, you know, you, you built, and that wears down the defense. And that, man, you watched that game. And again, I, I hope you jump on and, and check out what we just put out over on Patreon. But like, golly, that defense quit. They quit. That fourth quarter, after all those big runs kept piling up, man, they quit. Shoulder slump, body language down, take it forever to get up off the ground, uh, not getting set, whatever we're getting set. Like, we beat them into submission. And I say we, the 49ers did. And that matters. And that matters. And so, again, that mentality. I think one of the problems that we have, though, and this is about to be fixed. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 Times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kyle Shanahan doesn't trust any running back not named Elijah Mitchell, but I can't tell you who he does trust. Jeff Wilson Jr. That He's practiced it this week. I doubt he comes back this week. I really don't think that he'll be activated from the pup, but I do believe Dre Greenlaw and George Kittle will. And again, two more guys that bring that mentality, that toughness, and that's what I want. Now, the offensive line, got to talk about them. Zero sacks, baby. Zero sex. Listen to Jimmy G, chin line, talk about the O-line. Like I said before, the noise is the noise. It's, uh, you know, when you're losing 40 games in a row, you deserve all that. But, just you know, the O-line, give them their credit. Those guys played great today, and without them, we couldn't do what we do offensively. So it starts with them up front, and it always will. Yeah, it starts with them, and, man, they handled it well. Like, And I thought, like, oh, man, Mike McGlinchey finally, like, balled out. Ah, not so much, man. Go through the film. Yeah, lots of bad plays. Um, was it his best game? Sure. He still finished with a 62.6 grade. Like, not good. Like, and he had a lot of bad run block plays out in the open, which was frustrating. Um, 
He got away with a hold. Like, he wasn't good. He wasn't good. Was he awful? No. Was he bad? Probably not. He was just average. And that's kind of what he's going to be, unfortunately. You know, if Kill Mac was in that game, this would have been a different game. I want to be honest with you. Um, but we didn't play up this week, and we got it. We got the win, and that's kind of what's important. Um, now, speaking of wins, next week, ooh, I'm going to do a whole episode on this, and I usually don't do this. I put an early bet in this weekend. If you bet with us last week, holy freaking cow, man, we were red hot. We, we, we made a lot. Of, we made some money last week, which was good because we've been struggling a little bit, but I put an early bet in this week. So here we go. Real quick word from my bookie. When I gamble, I'm always looking for ways to get an edge, but at my bookie, they double your first deposit. So you start with a leg up. Use my promo code 49ERS49ers. Sign up now, claim your first deposit bonus with my bookie, and use the extra funds to kickstart your winning seasons. A lot of fun matchups this week. You got the 49ers without Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Then you look Sunday night, the Titans and the Rams without Derrick Henry. So there's so many different places that you can jump into, but don't just take my word for it. Head to my bookie, sign up now with the promo code 49ers, or you can scan the QR code on the screen to get your money doubled before you even start a bet. So remember, good friends don't let friends win alone. So you have your buddies. Use the referral link if you are eligible. Um, and an additional 250 bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem. So all your friends can join the party at my bookie. Bet anytime, anything, anywhere with my bookie. <laughs> Now, I, and I, like, I put a bet down. Like, it's a pick game right now. Kyler Murray, I don't think so. He's not playing. Like, and I'm taking the 49ers. I, already, I, I put 10 on it this morning. Again, I always put, talk about my bets in multiples of 5 or 10 just so you can kind of gauge wherever you are. We're going to have our betting specials. And, again, I always post all of the bets that I do on my bookie. But, man, yeah, um, the Niners, I'm telling you right now, no J.J. Watt. He was the most impactful player last time. Um, Colt McCoy, as much as I love that dude, trust me, I love me some Colt McCoy. Like, no, just no. Um, they're still going to have a good offense, but, man, we kept their offense in check last time with Kyler Murray. So I think that this is beyond a winnable game. And it's it's not a must win, but it's pretty damn close. You know, I don't really believe in must wins early on in the season. That's not my thing. As a coach, I, I, I try to get kids away from that as well. Like, I just don't buy into it. But listen to Fred Warner. How do you handle this? Yeah, you know, the, we, we got one. That's, that's, that was the goal the entire week. We just want, we just need one. Like, it's, if we get one, then we'll focus on getting one more. Like, and that's, that's the mindset going forward throughout the rest of the season. Um, one week at a time. The entire focus was on the Chicago Bears and uh, coming in here doing whatever it takes to get the win, and, and then we did exactly that. Uh, going forward now, Arizona Cardinals at home. We haven't won at home in a long time. It's unacceptable. Um, but like I said, it's one at a time. Every, everything in our power right now is to win one more game, like one game at a time, and right now it's the Arizona Cardinals. That it. it. You just small daily, like the big picture stuff can, it can mess you up and not everybody can handle that one time, one game at a time. That's it. And we got one. Pay attention to kind of how social media, how podcasts, positivity has changed. You know, we're pretty normal here. I think we're usually pretty positive, but man, a lot of the other podcasts I listen to, good Lord, they're not even the same podcast. Well, what's changed? You beat the bears like that. 
it can't be all doom and gloom and it can't be all sunshine and rainbows like <laughs> the film's never as good as you think it is it's never as bad as you think it is and so yeah like we're on top of the world oh we're gonna make the playoffs all that stuff well we're half a game out of the last spot there's seven spots and yeah that should be the goal like you want to make the playoffs can the 49ers make the playoffs this year yes but you don't go back to the last week versus the Colts, which was a really bad loss, and be like, oh, man, that team and this team are two different stories. They're not. They're not. Our defense laid an egg against a rookie QB to have his best game. and He he, he torched us. Let's be, let's be real. So, like, it's not all <laughs> great. I'm still very, very positive. Uh, Tommy, thank you. He says, sorry for harassing you during the game, John. Yeah, Tommy, uh, Tommy's the man. But uh, he he he's a swinger, and, and I and I don't mean it that way. Uh oh, we're about to go off the rails here. Yay, live show. Uh, but like he goes through emotional swings. Allow me to explain myself. <laughs> and so yeah, you're not the only one, man. I usually turn my phone off during the games just because it's so crazy. Uh, one, I'm in too many fantasy chats, uh, fantasy football chats. Good lord, I need to start pre-gaming this, and making sure I'm <laughs> answering it correctly. But it like. It gets, I don't know, it's a lot, especially as I'm doing my notes and trying to do all this stuff. But, man, I love it. Please reach out. Uh, do not hesitate. I try my hardest to answer everybody's comments at some point. I will be honest, it is starting to get to the point where it's like, man, I can see why people don't answer everybody's emails anymore, which it sucks. I don't want to get to that point. It's, it's time-consuming. But, man, please reach out. It's, it's all about the community. It's all about bringing that. Uh, I see you, Jason. Capitalize on that little uh, slip there. That's my bad. Uh, now, another big thing I want to talk about. And again, I'm hoping to have some film cut-up clips for you guys next time. Brandon Ayuk. And there's... I could spend the whole episode talking about how well of a game he played. Um, he played incredible. And it wasn't just in the passing game. But listen to Shanahan acknowledge... This is one of the first things he said in the whole entire... like interview uh, the press conference like he purposefully went out to praise him and rightfully so yeah i thought ba i mean uh, i don't know what his numbers were or anything but ba played his butt off today he was great um i knew he had a chance going into the game you know he's, he's strung together a number of good weeks here and i felt like this was the main week where his game really went up in practice where he gave me a lot of confidence throughout the week gave the quarterbacks a lot of confidence our team um and i could feel it from him all week and i felt it today so um big props to ba today Hey, he he was so good. Uh, he actually had more snaps than Debo. He had 49 of 56 snaps, and Debo had 46. So he's getting the correct attention. Now you look at the targets, right? He had seven targets, four catches, 45 yards. But even more importantly than that, one of the first passes was deep past Ayuk. It was long. It was too long. But still, purposefully early on getting him involved. Plus he had that very crucial um Two-point conversion, which helped out a lot, put the game away, out of reach. Um, but, man, I'll tell you this. That dude running slant routes, you know, watching the film, I, I'd jump into this considerably. They ran so many slant routes for Brandon Ayuk. He was the outside wide receiver alone, running slant routes, one. He was the number two wide receiver in a double set, slant route one. They even ran a quad, the two-point conversion, where they did a four-by-one. So it was an empty. You have four wide receivers on one side and just Brand, uh, Debo on the other side. And so they put 
Uh, Brandon Ayuk at the inside number four guy, and he ran that just an awesome slant. Like, he's just got great moves. Get separation every time. So find out what he's good at and build some confidence. Oh, you could run an incredible slant round, get separation every time. Cool. We're going to put you in every single formation possible. And, man, we never showed a four-by-one set. Like, we never did that. Like, they were waiting for a two-point conversion to do that, and it was play design 100% for Brandon Ayuk. I love that. Now, even bigger than that, the dude was run-blocking like a beast. For, I think for all of us in the receiver room, uh, it's a real close room. So it's just like, uh, it feels good when you know you made your block, you took care of your guy, um, and then you see your guy running past you. Um, and... And tackled at the one. I'll talk to him about that later. But <laughs> how much was it? B A was awesome. Like run blocking, you could tell he has. He's he's mentioned this several times, but that's one of the reasons why he didn't get the work early on in the year. Really, it was just one week. After that, he's gotten seventy five percent of the snaps almost week in and week out. So Brandon and I use fine guys, just fine. Um, and the scramble drill that he did, that was probably my favorite play when Jerry, again, he's running around all that stuff. I, you mirrored him perfectly. This is good. It's a positive step in the right direction. Now, if you can increase that to a two and O little slide here against the Cardinals, which I fully expect them to win this game. I really, really do. We play the cards well all the time. No quarterback, no JJ. They got some issues. We're trending up. Jimmy Garoppolo always plays good against the Cardinals. A lot of his best games are there. Uh, we'll spend a whole episode talking more about that, and we're going to get to see practice reports and things like that, see some things. But I want to say thank you, guys. Appreciate it as always. Man, I got to get started on that jersey and figure out that giveaway. So make sure you hit that notification bell. And again, if you're one of the people that says, oh, man, uh, my notification bell's on. I don't get whatever. You have to go into your settings and change it to make sure it alerts you. For some reason, like the default whatever is different for everybody. I don't know why it's like that, but there's nothing I can do on my end. But I want to say thank you guys. Appreciate all the support. And as always, stay strong, faithful. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.